Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever or The Life Story of Shane Berkla. the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. I am Ganesh Sarma. Hey. <laughs> That's Shane Burklow. This week we're reading a book called Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. <laughs> the one and Humpty only. Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. Book one in the cousin con- <laughs> the Country Cousin Mysteries series. There's a couple of country cousins ourselves, I think. Who mm-hmm. better to read this? Uh, Are we cousins? Well, I mean, well, I'm cousins of others. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't. I didn't say we were all cousins of each other. That's we're right, just cousins. We are all cousins. Do you think uh, moms against uh, mothers against drunk driving are all each other's mothers? They're just mothers that know each other. It's not a series of thousands of mothers. All right, whatever. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, what we do is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page. It's twenty five percent. Why are you laughing, Anish? Are you? Am I? <laughs> Did I go into it too hard? You just, you ran into it like a, like a... I just want to get it over with before you guys tell me to do it. No, you, I I like to scold you. I never get to scold you. That's true. This is the rare scolding I get, so I guess I deserved it. But you know, at this point I've done it like 95 times, so you can just go. Anyway, what we do on this podcast is we interrupt all the things we're supposed to be doing. Like this. Uh, we Then we read the 50% mark, 75% mark on the last page of the book. That's five pages of the book we read. Hopefully by the end of it, you can determine whether or not you want to spend your zero dollars on Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. It's what a, do those words mean to you guys? Uh, they're not words. They're just sounds created by the devil in my ear. Bubbles from the gas pits of hell. I'm thinking about an egg wearing overalls. Personally. Ah, you're always thinking about that. <laughs> That's a little pedestrian, I think. <laughs> it's like something abstract. Uh, what are you thinking of, Shane? What what is uh, what, uh, I want you to reach deep inside yourself and let me know what Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever inspires inside of you. Sorrow. <laughs> uh, and I don't I won't go into it. It's for me. If you could see the cover, I think you might change your mind. It's a pleasant little cartoon cabin. I can't really make out what's in the foreground there. Can you, Ganesh? What is that? I see like a like a stove and oh, then a dog. I need glasses. There's a bunch of small little pine trees. There's a broken window. Basically, we have a real kind of forest wonderland adventure ahead of us, I think. That sounds perfect for a couple cousins. Yeah, just three cousins hanging out right now. So we are cousins. No, again, I'm talking about my own cousins. Certainly you have cousins. Unless you come from a long, stoic line of just individual. Careful. Why? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. this is, I don't know. What, is there anybody who just has like no, the only children who have only children for infinity? I guess that probably doesn't happen. Chances aren't good for survival. I believe this book was a uh, special request. Is that right? Yeah. Big shout out to Lace for sending this our way. Big fan, loyal listener. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to read this one. It's uh, <laughs> Very strange. And we don't get a lot of suggestions like this, so thank you. This is right up our alley. I think this is uh, this is the book this show was made for and that I was born for. And if anyone else, if you got a weird book, send it our way. Yeah, don't be shy. Way. Don't be shy. Okay, let's read the book. Let's jump into the first page of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. Wait, I didn't read the synopsis, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh... Nobody prompted me. We got off topic and started talking you're about... You're supposed to prompt me. Yeah, you're right. That's true. You're supposed to... That's not being next to you. I can't see it in your eyes. Man, you got cousins on the brain and your whole world gets turned upside down. Good Lord. Ganesh, what's the synopsis of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever? Humpty Bumpkins by Sam Cheever. This is one Bumpkin. One in the it's plural? country cousin mysteries. It's one Bumpkin. Don't mislead the audience. There's what, just It's just one Bumpkin. Oh. Maybe the sequel, like Alien and Aliens. <laughs> But we're not there yet. She's just a country girl who loves her dog. But her life is about to get less countrified and more homicide. Whoa. Oh, ooh, sad. Those kind of sometimes go hand in hand. Yeah, I don't see how those are like, you know, polar. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Deer Hollow is a small community built in a verdant rolling countryside. 
the nearest big city is over an hour away. And big city ways are rejected at the hollow. Get out of here, newspaper man. I believe the locals would call it a holler, right? I grew up one, near one of those. You grew up near uh, near a holler or in a holler? Near a holler. Down by the creek? Holler adjacent. You were adjacent to the holler. Did you have a pond? No, no, they called it the hole, the swimming hole. I had a creek. And the fishing hole and the shitting hole. It's all the same hole. Small creek. Crawdads in that creek? There weren't. No? No. Minnows. Tadpoles. Did you do weird things by that creek? Because by the creek by my house, What'd that's you where do? all the older kids went to do like strange things. You know? <laughs> strange things, huh? It's like what? Masturbate? Dude, it's just like... <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> that's the Austin special. Yeah. Go find your nearest creek and masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you say it like that, it sounds gross. <laughs> Never well, thought a about creek that by way. My house, and then there was like this weird fort in the like by the creek, and there's just piles of garbage in it, and a knife. And that was it. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool. I feel like everybody who grew up in the suburbs near like woods had like weird old shacks and shit nearby that you just knew about in the woods. Yeah, something like that. You find a weapon. You'd find like a piece of metal, like bullet holes in it. And you'd be like, what? Somebody was murdered here. I found some bones one time. I found uh, well, you found bones? One time I fell into the creek. You fell you, into a pit of you, bones? You fell into a creek and came up with bones? Yeah. <laughs> Good um, Lord. Uh, I, Think, things were going south in the holler. I built a dam one time. What? Out of the with bones? The, with yeah. the beavers? <laughs> yeah, I got down on all fours with the beavers. And I said, I Damn. can supply the bones. Sounds like we got a real Humpty Bumpkin on our hands here. Can you, should you read the synopsis of this book yet? No. Uh, no, there's a little bit more. Keep trying to trip me up. Unfortunately, the big city isn't the only place where bad things can happen. Things like murder, or as they say, moida, which is a funny way of messing up a debutante's day and turning a sunny Sunday in June. Who's Wait, the book said they say moida? A Sunday in June uh-huh. right over onto its bucolic you, head. We'll Answer never my know. questions. Good lord. And that's the end of the synopsis. Cheers from the cat. <laughs> Cats are ravenous. They want content, and we're going to give it to them. Let's jump into the first page of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. Shut up, dude. Are you going to feed your boy? I did before this because I wanted him to not meow, and he just meows anyway because that's life. Yo, I gave you food. You're done. How are your locks looking, Shane? Getting long? Yes. Woo! Hi, my, my. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to cut it or are you just going to let it go? Just letting it go, man. I'm going to do that, Ooh. too. Yeah. Same for you, Ganesh. We're just going to let it ride. This is like uh, that movie Old Dogs. <laughs> it is. Except worse. It's just us and our parents. We're going to go to space hair. after this. Yeah, that's not that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Old dogs, <laughs> old dogs don't go to space. Tommy Lee Jones. You're thinking of the what's the what's the old movie with the old people in the Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones in space? That's old dogs. That's not old dogs. That yeah, is. That's called something else. That's because the famous line: "You can't teach an old dog how to go into space." I don't think that's old dogs, but I also realized when I was talking about old dogs before, I was thinking of wild hogs. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So now I'm all messed up. We watched that together on a day in June. I know. Yeah. I remember. About that was over like 10 years ago now. 15 years ago. 15 years ago, we watched Wild Hogs together in a hot couch. Yeah. Which one of y'all had the Wild Hogs poster? You did. We, we all did. It was a communal poster. <laughs> you brought it. We owned it. We owned it together. And when we moved apart, we split it into five pieces and we all carry the pendant. And when we get back together, we, we put it together. Ganesh, you're the one who showed up one day with like 80 movie posters. Ganesh dropped, yeah, Ganesh dropped acid and, and robbed a blockbuster yeah. or something. Is, is that what you're saying? I yeah. Mean, it sounds on brand. So if you said I did, I probably did it. That was back when you were just bringing garbage into the house. <laughs> Yeah, my garbage phase. <laughs> oh, man. We had terrible movie posters, all thanks to you. We had a full-size poster for the show Corey in the House on Disney Channel, which we were too old to even watch. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, what is Corey in the House? And it was on our wall. But we hung it up anyway. We were desperate for posters. This was back when posters were really popping. Mid-2000s. Posters were like 20 bucks each. Remember when you go to the store and you flip through the big posters? Like the oh, big... At a uh, Sam Goody? Yeah, oh, my God. That was Sam fun. Goody. That was living, you know? Peep the posters, and then afterwards, you're feeling a little naughty. Stop by Spencer's. Check out the... Uh, 
the the the, the, the worst posters, <laughs> the other poster collection that was just a little more X-rated than the same goodie poster collection. Yeah, that's just good times at the mall. Man, what do kids do now? They just go to Amazon. They should recreate it in VR. The VR mall? Now we're on to something. Sam Goody should recreate that in VR. You know, it's got to be pennies on the dollar to buy the Sam Goody name. Do you think we should... (laughs) Should we buy the name and brand of a defunct corporation and then use that to boost our publicity? Yeah. What if we just... What if we turned into the Sam Goody podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Or... Probably an easy sponsor to secure at the least. I mean, at this point, we could probably sponsor them. <laughs> Sam Goody brought to you by Amazon Book. <laughs> we'll just have our uh, logo all, all over the virtual store. It's so five like, warehouses. CD racks. Sorry, virtual CDs. And each one is like individually like an MP3. And then on the rack, it says brought to you by Amazon Book Club. At this point, Sam Goody is certainly just a bunch of warehouses full of cassette tapes. There's no. I don't even think it's that. What do you think it is? I think it's just gone bulldozed. <laughs> <laughs> the Sam Goody warehouse was just taking up valuable space. Yeah. Well, somebody had to do it. All right. They put, they put the... a landfill there. They, <laughs> they bulldozed it and then dug a hole. So we'll put something else here eventually. What's the computer store? Comp USA. Is that one of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were the days. We're really old. This is sad. The Disney store. Disney store was, it felt like it had an air of something just a little, a notch above. Yeah. I didn't fit in there. No. I always <laughs> I was, felt off in the Disney store. I wasn't a Disney store guy. I was a little runt. I was yeah. a, I was a pack sun boy. I showed up in the Disney store. There was like perfumes in the air and like mood lighting. I felt like I was in an oasis in the mall. I, I just remember going into Babbage's and looking at all the cover art of all the video games. And then just thinking, boy, if I had just a couple nickels to scrape together, <laughs> I too could own Beast Wars for PlayStation <laughs> 1. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy the Prince of Persia. <laughs> Yeah, now look at us. I've achieved my dreams. I can buy video games at will whenever I want. That's all I ever really wanted, and I did it. <laughs> even even as recently as, like, eight years ago, it was, like, my dream to just be like, man, I'd love to buy a new video game when it came out. <laughs> and now I'm buying video games. I'm not even playing Dude, them. Dude, I know. I'm I buy games, up. and I'm like, I'll get to that someday. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I buy a game and I play it for five minutes. And I'm like, I don't like this game. And then I just, there it goes. $60 <laughs> right in the fucking flames. Oh, well. Live fast or die hard. Yeah, right? Who cares about a little credit card debt? <laughs> That's what I got to say when the when the creditors call me. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> what? Are you joking? It's credit. That's what I say. <laughs> I'll pay you when I'm dead. Okay, let's read the, is this the first page? <laughs> yeah. God almighty. You're gonna have to have a heavy hand in the in the editing booth. Let's read the first page of uh, hum, uh, hum, well, fuck, Humpty Buckets. What's it called? <laughs> I think, yeah, it's Humpty Bucket. Uh, Humpty Bumpkin. Humpty Bumpkin. The one, the one and only Sam Cheever. Book one in the Country Cousin Mystery Series. I love it. Love to start a new series. Chapter one. The whole communication revolution thing is a mixed bag of wonderful and tedious. Things like cell phones are a revelation allowing 20-something women like me who have trouble sitting still to stay in touch with the important people in their lives while we go about our business. But even the best innovations have their downside. It's like how the the iPhone is too big. It's just too damn big for my hand. That's the downside. Gives me a cramp. Too big. I don't want a big screen. I like a big screen. I hate it. But sometimes it's too big. If I got to stretch my thumb too far, Uh -uh. ouch. Oh, hear that pop? You know what I'm saying? Daddy doesn't like that. I got to go in the 15-day DL. For example, a wise woman once told me never to answer a phone call whose number you don't recognize. Answer at your own risk, my cousin Felicity proclaimed one rainy day in the Arboretum. And I've since witnessed the intelligence of her advice several times over. Unfortunately, I'm apparently a slow learner. Hello? Well, is this Miss Joey Full? I frown, not liking the I want to sell you a bridge tone of the caller's voice. Nope. Say again? Nope. Sorry. I think you have the wrong number. Actually, I believe I have the right number, Mrs. Full. I can see you. What's your favorite scary movie? You're not right. I said quickly and disconnected before the man on the other end of the phone had a chance to give me bad news. I don't want to hear none of that bad news, sir. Mm -mm. Good news only. You call another number with that bad news. You get back to me when you have some good news. I had no idea what kind of bad news I was expecting, but I knew it was there, lurking like a vulture in a tree. 
ugly and ravenous. I tugged the soft twisty off my shoulder length red blonde hair and reached up to smooth the hair back into my favorite style, which was a high ponytail. Uh-huh. That's what you got rocking right now, Kanish. Actually, <laughs> it is. Kanish is going with the full on Ariana Grande right now. And even the thigh high leather boots are a nice touch as well. <laughs> He wears it well. He does. It's weird. It's a. It's weird to do the podcast from a you wide know, angle, but it's worth it. I don't normally wear shoes in the house, but when I got these boots, uh, <laughs> these are my house boots. I had to put them on, and uh, since I, I did, I, I just can't take them off. Yeah, literally. <laughs> You're in well, there. Yeah, break out the butter. I'll die in these boots. Well, see, I put them on, then I started doing some calf exercises, and now my calves are too big. Now it's, you got too swole for the boots. Freaking come out. That's the story of your life, huh? I got good calves. Anyway, so you couldn't walk around. You're basically immobile, so you've learned how to now French braid and you know do all kinds of cool stuff to your hair. And today, the high ponytail's out and it looks good. Sweat dripped down between my shoulder blades, and I was glad I dressed for the heat of an early June morning. Threw my plain white tank top and cut off jean short shorts were already damp. Hey, Ganesh, I, I didn't know you dressed for this book. You're wearing that exact thing. <laughs> really, the whole ensemble is a sight to see. We got banned from uh, Google Hangouts because he was wearing this. We're on the dark net. It said too hot to handle. I ought to be charging y'all for this. Flagged by Homeland Security. My dog, Cacophony, Caffy for short, bounded up and stopped in front of me. A clump of fur between her jaws. I grimaced. Kathy, what did you do? Have you killed something again? My dog kills for me. Just a neighborhood boy. A blonde pit bull with gorgeous green eyes. Kathy bounced several times, her muscular haunches springing her several inches off the ground each time, and then barked happily and ran off again, tail whipping the air. I sighed, knowing I should follow her and see if I could save whatever she decided to play with. What? Dogs play with dead stuff. Uh oh. You ever have a dog? Yeah. You ever got a killer dog? No, no. I had a little house dog, lap dog, just for appearances. Kept him in my handbag. I left the zipper closed one day and then not allowed to own a dog anymore. Did you uh, cremate it? No, he just threw the bag in the trash. It was in the bag so long that it just... (laughs) All right. This has gone too far. I like dogs. They're just fine. They're just fine. I've heard you say on many occasions how much you don't like dogs. I'm not a dog guy, for sure. I think I've said that on the podcast before. Do you fear them? I'm a cat person. Well, mean ones, yeah. Do you not? Do you do you stare a dog down in the eye? Are you the alpha? Because I'm not. Yeah. Well, I'm just so tall. <laughs> I am a little hunch freak. So the dogs don't take me seriously or consider me a threat. I will grant you that. I like a dog. I will never approach a stranger's dog. No, thanks. I don't approach strangers or dogs or I don't approach anybody. You got to approach me. I'll smile at a dog if I see it. Huh. That's even weirder. Just like a little half smile from can't help well, across yeah, the block. I'll smile at the dog and then I'll look up at the owner and I'll sneer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's presumptuous to come to somebody's dog. But then again, when I had a dog, people would come up and I was like, oh, that's nice. Everybody likes my dog. Was it still in the bag? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they were talking about the bag. It was a pretty nice bag. It was a coach. <laughs> Expensive. I lost more money on the bag than the dog. <laughs> it was unusable after that mess. My phone rang again. I hit ignore and trudged after my dog. Caffy girl, where did you go? The distant sound of barking drew me to a corpse of old trees. Their gnarled branches bigger around than I was and tangled together high overhead. Hold on. I have to address my cat. Give me a second. Someone's getting a spanking. Spank the kitty. What'd you do? Uh, Huh? What did you do? I pet him. That's it? I gave him food. I don't know what else to fucking do. I gave him food. He just wants to be on the podcast. You gotta read him a bedtime story. (laughs) You got the time? Sing him a song. You're the piano man. I I gotta tickle the ivories later. Not on the show. Well, I mean, maybe I'll play something right now. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty good. That's, I mean, it's just off the cuff. I don't know. It's a little something I came up with uh, last night. Damn, you wrote that? Yeah, it was pretty good, right? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Thanks. It was behind one of these, an elegant old elm tree whose knobby arms spread wider than the rest that my dog was mostly hidden. I could see her butt wagging happily as she moved around behind the tree. Kathy, come. Wagging ass, Austin. Finally. I'm waiting for somebody to wag ass in this thing. Wouldn't be uh, Sam Cheevers about a little ass wag. That's what they say on the, the forums. My sweet pity bounced out from behind the distant tree and grinned at me, her entire body vibrating with excitement. What have you found, girl? I murmured to myself. 
Come on, Kathy. But she turned back to whatever she was exploring. That was when I realized she must have cornered something. I picked up the pace and hurried in her direction. By the time I was 15 feet away, I smelled something rotting and knew that whatever she'd found, I wouldn't be saving it. Real panic set in. My dog disappeared behind the tree and I growled with frustration. But a moment later, she reappeared, heading in my direction with something hanging out of her mouth. Are those, is that a pair of sweatpants? <laughs> Where'd those come from? Are we just doing this every week now? Is this just like... Yeah. Sorry. All right. I got it on the brain. Yeah. Listen. Can't stop thinking about those sweatpants you discarded out in the street. Haunted by them. I'm haunted. Yeah. I see them in my, my sleep when I close my eyelids. Look me in the eyes and tell me you've never shat in your pants. <laughs> Look at me in my face. Let me just say the three three episode. Let me bring you up on the big screen here. Hold on. Are you? Ganesh is quoting Matlock right now. The three episode arc has finally paid off. We got the brass tacks. We're finally talking about it. Who shit their pants? Look me in the eyes right now. Look into the Uh camera. What do you want me to say? I want you to tell me, honestly, Mm -hmm. have you or have you not shat your pants? Of course I've shat my pants. All right. So why am I on trial? The important thing is that I coaxed it out of you that you did shit those pants. You said it was normal wear and tear. <laughs> you kept saying it. Wear normal and wear and tear. There's nothing normal about shitting your pants, buddy. That's not wear and tear. Unless well, two wear. of the three people in this podcast have shat their pants. Maybe it isn't so <laughs> abnormal after all. You're just, letting the majority. Shane, you're just letting Shane skate. <laughs> hey, I want no quarrel. <laughs> folks i'm just a humble guy just sitting here watching two adult men talk about how much they love shit in their pants i guess i have been the aggressor i suppose i've been the catalyst for all the the sweatpant talk but the difference is i shit my pants when i was a kid and you did it last week and you threw them away in the street during a pandemic and you caused it with your shit (laughs) that's the only difference all right i guess we're the same uh whatever it's, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, take a trip back through the catalog and <laughs> listen to many hours of us talking about Ganesha's sweatpants. All right. You did it. We, that's it. That's over. We'll never discuss them again. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. If you, you have are. Questions. All right. Let's talk oh, more. Oh, about it. If you want, I'll, I'll field <laughs> How questions. Much if you have it? questions, I can answer them. <laughs> Austin wants to know, like, the weight and the volume. Oh, my God. This is we're going to lose the listeners. The speed of the blowout. We don't deserve listeners for this. But I, my nope. curiosity is peaked. I, I say, threw them away because they were starting to rip on the seams and on the knees. And on the knees? What have you been doing? Who's who rips the seams of the knees of sweatpants? He gets down on his knees to do his morning heaves into the <laughs> toilet. This is called Ganesha's calisthenics. <laughs> all right, this is painting a pretty nasty picture. I want to get out of this conversation. It was a pair of Costco bought sweatpants. All right, they weren't oh, like, Costco brand, huh? Yeah, they come with a free hot dog. Yeah, that was the problem. Get <laughs> <laughs> a Costco hot dog and some sweatpants up. to catch them. <laughs> Single use. <laughs> yeah, you know how everyone was talking about a toilet paper shortage, but Costco's just selling their famous. <laughs> Ganesh, you know what? I credit Ganesh. He's thinking one step ahead. He thought we're out of toilet paper. Well, it's time to stock up on sweatpants. No problem, babe. (laughs) I got a sweatpant guy. Gives me a handful of hot dogs and a fresh pack of pants. You know what? When we crust up our drawers, (laughs) out the window, babe. Uh, I've moved on. I'm I'm a joggers man now. I wear wear (laughs) joggers. Sensible. Can't wait to see how long these things last. Keep us abreast of the situation, lest I have to read about it in the local news man plant stink bomb on bushwick street clearly she wanted to share her treasure with me i didn't know how to impress upon her that having a mangled half-dried corpse of a bunny or squirrel dropped in my shoes didn't take me to my happy place make it a bird next time kathy ran up and dropped to her haunches a few feet away she kept hold of the object which i was trying hard not to look at as if she was afraid i was going to take it away from her She'd be right about that, but I wasn't going to happen until I had a bag or something to use so I didn't have to touch it. I tried one more time to get her to let loose of whatever she was clutching between her jaws. Drop it, girl. If I was really lucky, I could convince her to let go of it and I could drag her home. To my shock, she lowered her head and released the contents of her mouth. Puke. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you asked for it, you got it, lady. I glanced down and started to get a painful little dance and my gag reflex kicked in. <laughs> I did it too. Kathy was watching me carefully, letting the object lie there as if checking to see how I would react. I was glad it was out of her mouth. Kathy's a dog? Yeah, it's short for something. What was it? Catastrophe? Oh, cacophony. Cacophony. That's right. You're right. I'm sorry. I got to listen to the book. My bad. All right, let's stop there. What 
fell out. No. Yeah, well, it keep fell going. Out of her right, mouth. Fell out of her mouth. You can't just it stop there. It doesn't say, dude. It doesn't say. Uh, it's a mystery. Turn the fucking page. Then turn the page. Okay. Turn the freaking page and tell us what fell out of the damn All dog's right, mouth. The Cassie next, the dog. Uh, scene is. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's a deputy. All right, forget it. All right, we're already. What is this? The first page. We're like eight, 80 minutes into the podcast. Where, all right, this uh, this book has got suspense. Um, I am <laughs> enthralled. It was part of a hand. It was part of a hand. A man's oh, hand. No. Ew. A man's hand. Ew. A man's hand. That's a big yeah. hand. The ends of the fingers were missing. Oh, oh cool. So this was like a fingerless hand. How do you even know what that is? Well, because of the fingers in the palm. Probably. The fingers make the hand. Well, it's just the tips. Oh, just the tips. Uh, for the print. I got. Oh, for the man. You're thinking ahead. I got a little detective. Well, detective Berklow on our hands over here. I've been around the block or two. You've listened to these books clearly. I don't. Yeah. I'll work on that in the break. We're going to jump ahead now to the 25% mark of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. up a man's hand and uh that ain't good something the humpty bumpkin's gonna have to solve i suppose can you can we read the 25 percent mark of humpty bumpkin by sam cheever hal waited until we'd gotten home and settled in with cold beers before he rocked my world whoa damn cold beers i'd like to hear more about that they craft no it's probably just some cures cures lat no ipas no double ipas no triple ipas white claw awesome i feel like you would get down on a white claw i've had a white claw tasted good i had one i liked it never had another that's all i want just one i'm on the quest to drink everything and i can't waste time drinking two of anything it's on your blog. That's right. Next up is dishwater. Sitting on the other end of the couch I was curled up on, with a snoring pibble stretched out on her back between us, he looked me in the eye and just let fly. Tell me everything you know about Devin Little and his relationship to your parents. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I guess. If I must. If you got the cold ones, I got the uh, <laughs> info. I swallowed hard. I hadn't seen his question coming. He'd been so s- solicitous and gentle with me to that point. I guess I just figured he'd follow my lead and pretend there wasn't a giant pink elephant in the room. I shook my head, opening my mouth to tell him it wasn't something I wanted to discuss. He didn't even let me get the words out. If you want my help on this, you need to be open with me about what's going on. I frowned, anger rising as quickly as fear. Suddenly, I found it hard to breathe. I shook my head again, pulling air into my lungs in a long, desperate inhalation. How? I can't. Yes, you can. I don't, I don't want to, like, criticize or anything, but this is taking place in a holler. Yeah. She sounds like city folk to me. Oh, is she the is she the born and bred Humpty Bumpkin? I don't know. We'll see, I suppose. But you're right. She doesn't sound like she was born deep in the holler like you were. I got an ear for it. Yes, you can. I've only known you for a day, but I already know that you're a throng woman, Joey. Much stronger than you give yourself credit for. I understand that you're in mourning. I get that. Believe me, I do. And if all of this... He swung a hand towards the woods to indicate the murder and everything. Wasn't <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> he talking about the murder and everything. But just like that, everything else in that murder down there? Murder to the holler. Ain't nothing worse. Well, losing your tips in the holler. <laughs> Somebody in the holler took my tips. <laughs> and I'm afraid they might take the hand off, too. And they did. Some mangy dog better not get that thing. That was my tips. How would you feel if you saw a dog carrying around your little hand? I would feel cucked. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, damn, this dog is the alpha and I'm the beta. I am part of his pack now. (laughs) I'd be like, sir, I'd like to put that over some ice, please. Take it to the hospital. Nah, it's too long. That's his now. You can't reason with a dog. (laughs) Hey, man, I need that. Hey, man, come on. I'll give you some uh, pretzels. I got to get that on ice. I get my, my, my palm on ice. I'm all wrist right now. The tips, they're long gone. You swap them for like a hot dog or something. You got to barter with them a little bit. 
It's like Indiana Jones. You quickly replace the hand with hot dogs. <laughs> You'll never know. It's all the same to him. <laughs> These are the same tips, boy. <laughs> Give me that. Actually, you know what? You save the ends of those hot dogs. And you bring them with you to the hospital with your hand. Just have them sew those right back um, onto your hands. That's right, sir. I brought replacements. You are dead on right. <laughs> no one will ever know. If you ever get hungry, just put them over a fire and then you can nibble. That's right. That's all this week on Holler Hospital. <laughs> the reality show about the hospital and the holler. I want to sew some hot dogs on my hands so I can have <laughs> ten fingers. <laughs> okay, sir. Come on down to the ER. They're good and tasty. But you just better not eat them. I can't promise you, Doc. Guilty as charged. They ain't my tips. Doc, I know I just saw you yesterday, but I did it again. <laughs> Got any of those jumbo franks this time? <laughs> want to palm that basketball my son's been throwing. We lost it. This is it. I just realized I've been in, in my apartment for three months. <laughs> this is this dinner? Just now. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't think about that stuff. Think about putting hot dogs on your hands. That's all I'm thinking about. Uh, can you just read the book? Well, then happening right now, you could indulge yourself in the luxury of continuing to mourn your parents. But I'm afraid something's happened to make that not only advisable, but dangerous. He leaned forward, his sexy gaze locked on mine. Uh, nothing m- makes me hornier than talking about my murdered parents. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So you think it was her parents' hand that was out there in the woods getting all ravaged like a chew toy? Don't know. But that would be quite mm. disrespectful. Can you can you tell us who did it? Who's who 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 died? She'd be like, "Hey, that's my dad's high school class ring. It's inscribed on the inside. It says, I I ain't never gonna lose my hand to a dog.' <laughs> Famous last words. All right, we'll keep going. He leaned forward, his sexy gaze locked on mine and filled with intensity that made me swallow hard again. Mm-hmm. I won't stay here and watch you drown in the intrigue swirling around you joey if you won't let me help he let the thought trail away his handsome face taut with unhappiness i didn't need to hear him speak the words i understood what he was telling me and as much as i hated it he was right it was no longer possible to pretend everything i was experiencing we have hard evidence that there were at one time hot dogs at the ends of these fingers That attracted the dog, you see. I was having trouble cracking the case until I realized those fingers weren't fingers. Those were dogs. It was no longer possible to pretend everything I was experiencing was separate from my parents. It all seemed to be coming together under a single theme. Something they'd done was coming back to bite me in the butt. Oh. I sighed. You're right. I'm sorry. Protecting myself from the memories has become a habit. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, the Oscar goes to Ganesh for the way he just said habit. <laughs> I had like eight syllables in that. That's just for protecting my memories and my high man. Yeah, this is beautiful. Is there a podcast awards? Can we get Ganesh nominated for some kind of podcast Oscar? Does that exist? Yeah, the, po- we talk the to? Poskers. The Poskers. Ah, that's right. I forgot I threw away that invitation last year. I didn't know what it was. They used to call them the potties, but... It sounded too close to potties, so they had to change it. Yeah, you already got that award. I got the golden sweatpants uh, statue. <laughs> In memoriam. <laughs> In memoriam. <laughs> we lost a lot of good pairs of sweatpants this year. Do you hear that? Do you hear it? Is that Arms of the Angel by Sarah McLaughlin? Heather uh, this Gray. Is, here's a nice montage of... Uh, R.I.P. Heather Gray. I thought that was a person, and then I realized, no, no. That's the shade of your sweatpants. Well, at least the fronts. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. I said we wouldn't talk about the sweatpants it anymore. It writes you, itself. You lurk it writes back itself. It really does. I thought about that for a moment, rolling the word around on my tongue. Scratch yeah, that. It. It's become a lifeline. <laughs> it, uh, I'd always told myself that the things which were whispered about them were lies. I had to believe that or my life would have been turned inside out. So her parents were bad. Bad to the bone. Mm. What were they up to? Cooking. Oh, meth. meth. Oh, okay. I looked away, unwilling to see pity or disgust in his gaze. I'm terrified I'll find out that they were nothing more than common criminals. The intrigue is getting to me now. And that knowledge would take me under, yanking every smidgen of self-confidence I possess away. Things are rarely black and white, Joey. There's a good chance that we'll discover your parents were involved in something illegal. 
Well, that doesn't mean it was something horrible. Jaywalking is illegal. Speed. Yeah, they're part of a massive jaywalking cartel. <laughs> jaywalking all over town. That's fine. Your parents just had $10 million in jaywalking fees. <laughs> they were jay-running from the law. I dragged air into lungs that were tight and uncooperative. My chest hurt from the tears I wouldn't release. Backed up. And what if it is horrible? What do I do then? You deal. Okay. His voice was hard, unbending, and my gaze shot to his. He held it, not wavering or giving me an inch of wiggle room. Weird little uh, moment. (laughs) This this scene is uncomfortable. Oh, I'm learning that my family has deep criminal past, but I'm horny. But I want to f- I want to fuck about it. Gross. Anyway, go on. I didn't like the petulant tone in my voice, but I couldn't control it. It was either that or tears. I couldn't give in to tears because the last time I had, I hadn't service surfaced from the gut-wrenching pain for weeks. Don't make the mistake of thinking you're the only one who's had pain, Joey. He was right. I've been wrapped up in my emotions for so long. I'd stop considering what other people were going through in their lives. In that Maybe moment, it, I'm sorry, but every time he says something, she never really responds out loud. It's always just like in her just mind. thinking. This man's just talking to a blank face. In that moment, I made myself a promise to find out what pain Hal had suffered. He's like, "What are you thinking about? Say it out loud." Looks like you're making a promise, but I. I can't tell. I gotta find daddy's tips. Daddy's tips are all spread out in the woods and I gotta get them for the squirrels, dude. He'd suffered a terrible loss of his own. We sat in silence for several long moments and then I started to talk. We sat in silence for six hours. My voice was rusty with heartache at first. Unshed tears clogged my throat. But as I trundled down that long buried path of unexplored memories... It's slowly. Excuse me? Memories. <laughs> what was that? Unexplored memories. Yeah, it slowly readjust. became easier to find the words that made them real again. All right, let's stop there. Oh, man. What were the what words? Parents, what, yeah, wait. Does the, do they say the words? Or is that on another chapter, just like the damn hand? Too long. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that it's important. Lo- I'm reading it. It's a long story. It's not. It's, it's a whole damn book we're reading. Uh, what do you, uh, so what did her parents do, do you think? Any clues? I think they were running rum down there in the hollow. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a pretty good huh? guess. Yeah, that's right. This is taking place in Prohibition era. <laughs> Surely. Uh, okay, well, hey, we'll see what happens when we jump ahead now to the 50% mark mm-hmm. of Humpty Bumpkins by Sam Cheever. Aha, here we are. Well, what do you... Fuck, I don't like that. I don't like any of these things I'm saying. Why can't it just be normal in the, intro, in the, the opening of the chapters? Why can't it just be like, hey, this is it. Let's read. Let's read it, Ganesh. Don't be so hard on yourself. Well, just give it a couple dry runs real quick. Uh, this is pressure. Okay. Hey, welcome back. This is the 50% mark of Humpty Bumpkin. Beautiful. You want another go? Should I give it another take? No, that's why they call you one take Hannah, dude. I'm going to put another spin on it. Don't pass Uh, out. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 50% mark of uh, Humpty Bumpkin. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, It's the same. I'm feeling feeling lightheaded. You got to give me 30. Take a breather. Just sit down. I might have to lay down. Yo, did you bring your your mat to put underneath your chair from the office? Did you bring that home with you? No. For one thing, we evacuated Times Square like a damn horror movie. You think I was packing up my fucking mat? (laughs) No. I don't know. I was on the side. I was I was at the damn grocery store buying six loaves of bread, and I didn't even know I wasn't going back to work. Okay, no, I didn't. It's a pretty not ergonomic situation going on over here. My back hurts all the time. What about you? How you doing over there? A lot of sitting in uncomfortable chairs. No lumbar support to be seen. Jane, what about you? How, how's your lumbar? Perfect. <laughs> look at that posture. He's sitting straight as a board. Yeah, enough said. You look good. I sit in a hardwood dining chair all day long. Shane. Over the course of the quarantine, has uh, he now has perfect posture and is a deep tan. 
with bright bleached white teeth. And I don't know how this happened, but it's a good look and it's prominent in the, in the on the screen. What's your secret? Ah, just stay young. <laughs> it's, it's a mindset, really. Age is just a number. Okay, can you read the 50% mark of Humpty Bumpkin if you would? My dog was immobile, furry weight across my lap. Where usually she'd lay her big head. Get it out of the bag. This is for daddy. Where you? <laughs> this is for daddy. God, I got two damn hungers. This is for daddy. <laughs> I thought my mic cut out. But I said it three times. You said it a lot of times and I heard it every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is three straight. This is for daddy. That's what you want to hear in your cans when you're alone for weeks on end. It's really what my neighbors want to hear of a weird man like me say through the walls nothing suspicious going on in that apartment (laughs) where usually she'd lay her big head on my thigh when i sat on the couch kathy had apparently decided i needed even more support and had draped her big body entirely over me kathy ph uh-huh oh now i get it also that's so close to the name of my childhood dog which was cappy which is a weird name for a dog Tell us about Cappy, dude. Cappy was bought outside of a Walmart in the grass out of a little pen. Came home, mm-hmm. pissed all over the place. Oh, yeah. Shedded. Uh-huh. So you bit put him in, in the face. Bag. Bit me in the face. Bit me in the face, right on my eye. I went to school <laughs> to tell everybody I got hit by a baseball. Anyway, Cappy lived to be 20 years old. Every year around Christmas, I said bye to Cappy for like six straight years. And finally, she died. Merciless. Because of the bag, right? <laughs> that was my other dog. This dog was too big for a bag. We had a barrel for her. Just kidding. Kathy lived a wonderful life. Part of a choir. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that was volunteered. after. Volunteered. That was after I left Virginia. I wasn't uh-huh. keeping up with her in those days. He mm. got around. Busy. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Kathy. I dug, I dug my <laughs> shaky the fucking book. I dug my shaky hands deep into her soft fur and massaged, enjoying the soft groans of pleasure and the way her pretty green eyes narrowed as I worked my way down her body. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Slowly but surely my ministrations were calming me down. I'd been a wild-eyed, vibrating mess when Hal had pulled up in front of my house. <laughs> Oh, what are you laughing at? Yeah, why are you laughing? This is lovely stuff. Oh, Just yeah, a yeah. woman and dog. He'd have... W-N-D. What'd you say? Uh, oh, earlier I said this is for daddy. <laughs> Never mind. He'd had to take the keys from me because I couldn't hold my hand still long enough to insert one into the lock and open the front door. When I got inside, Kathy leaped at me tongue lolling and tail whipping in the air with manic pleasure. I dropped my purse and fell to my knees, burying my face in her fur and giving into tears as she scraped her wide pink tongue over my arm. Scraped? Cappy sounds like a cat. It's a cat. Catty. My dog, Catty. Looks just like a cat. Tongue like sandpaper. Sprays. Beautiful dog. The rare breed. Kathy calmed immediately, falling back on years of experience, soothing me when I hit the edge of my emotional reserves, I felt Hal's hand on my arm. Come on, Joey, let's get you inside and onto the couch. You can rest while I make you some tea. Tea! Tea! It's what's for dinner. And it's gonna be sweet, because we're in the holler. I let myself be drawn to my feet and moved like a zombie toward the living room. After the terror in the car... In the subsequent emotional response, I was starting to feel drained and numb. She's all yours, girl. Hal told my dog, scratching her head before leaving us for the kitchen. Even through my emotional fog, I followed his movements in the kitchen, hearing the clank of the teapot, rush of water, and the thrum of it hitting the bottom of the pot, and then the clinking of the spoon. <laughs> this is just everything. <laughs> Ah, jeez. Do you hear all that? I hear it. It's so vivid. As he oh my God. prepped my tea. Mmm. Love it. Can we get like, um, you know that famous band that plays cover songs just out of like making tea noises? <laughs> you know that band. Yeah, I think I hear them now. I think they're doing a little Nirvana. <laughs> 
certainly, certainly not something Ganesh would have to come up with. This is a famous band. Here's the band. Oh my god. Someday we'll come up with a request that's so difficult that he won't do it. And this is probably it. But it smells like tea, tea spirit. <laughs> oh, you gotta do it now. God damn it. You know that famous Nirvana song, Steep Me? <laughs> Can't believe you haven't heard of them. They sound great. Mm-hmm. Uh... Excuse me? Is that a uh, were you passing gas? <laughs> what are you doing? What's happening? Are you okay? Woo! <laughs> 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 uh. All apologies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I closed my eyes, focusing on the feeling of soft fur in my fingers and the reassuring weight of my devoted pibble. What? Uh, Hal's voice broke my reverie. And for a brief moment, I thought he was talking to me, but he was far away and his voice sounded strangely hushed. He was telling someone about the ambush on the road. I tried not to listen because just hearing him describe it again brought the panic oozing back up. Somebody was ambushed? Kathy whined, frantically licking my fingers in an effort to calm me down. I don't really care for this relationship between this lady and her dog. Yeah, too much. I get it. It's like a classic dog relationship. You love it. It loves you. Save the words. Shh. I hushed her softly. I took a deep breath and tried to calm back down again. I think you need to come over, Hal said, his voice firm. My eyes shot open. Okay, he said in a half-angry tone. <coughs> then silence. The teapot whistled sharply and cut off with a dying whine as Hal apparently grabbed it off the stove. A moment later, his footsteps sounded on the hallway floor. And I closed my eyes again, pretending I was unawares. I wasn't sure why I was pretending, but I was going on pure instinct at that point. Uh-huh. Kathy's tail slapped against the couch cushions and I felt Hal's presence in, my, in the room. I opened my eyes. He handed me my favorite mug, which said, the most dangerous part of a pit bull and showed a picture of a wagging tail. Wagon ass. Wagon that ass. Mm, mm, mm. So this dog's a pit bull. We got some pit owners here. Pit bull owners love to talk about it. We got pit bull owners in the house. Call in 567-309-0357. Tell us about your uh, your kinship with your wow, pit. You're, you're getting desperate, huh? Giddy just wants to hear some voices that aren't us. Ganesh, yeah, Ganesh needs a phone call. 567-309-0357. Let's stop there. Yeah. Oh, right. man. Okay. Well, what's going on? Well, they're drinking tea. Hey, it's the little things. If you can't grasp the larger plot, it's good to latch on to the small things you do get. Tea. Let's jump now to the 75% mark of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. mark Humpty Bumpkin Arno was waiting for us inside the door he glanced toward the information officer at the front desk I'll take care of this Bob Bob skimmed a heated look over at Liz whom I hadn't been able to convince to go back home and then reluctantly nodded Arno, Liz, and Bob. Who are these people? This book's confusing Who are these jokers? These fucking jokers You're telling me I gotta read more pages of this book to understand what's going on? You tell me that? Denise, you read them. I don't want to read them. To my surprise, Arno took us through the small building, past half a dozen desks covered in paper and stained coffee mugs, and into a room marked with a small sign that said, Interview. He wasn't fooling me. 
Interview is just a more polite word for interrogation. I'm ready for my close-up. My one-on-one. The room was hotter than Liz in front of a camera and smelled like stale coffee and sweat. This room stinks. Hose it. With Hose Daddy. (laughs) Hose Daddy. Come on, Hose Daddy. We got a job for you. This interview room, P.U. Crank on the hose, my friend. Is that Shovel Son? He's not allowed in here. You're not needed in here. I have a restraining order against him. The table in the center was heavy, old wood, scarred and marked up from years of use, with an iron ring bolted into the top. I hoped Arno wasn't going to chain any of us up to that there iron ring, though I wouldn't put it past him, especially with the way he was eyeing my friend. He inclined his head at her. Liz, how's things? Is Arno a cop? What is this? Yeah, dude, he's a deputy. Sounds like a crooked cop if he's eyeing all of her friends and gonna latch them to a pole or whatever. She shrugged, clearly fighting a grin. Things are good, Arno. How's the crime biz? Booming. He shook his head. <laughs> it's a recession-proof business. Have a seat. Uh, this won't take long. Hal waited for Liz now to pull two of the four straight-back wooden chairs away from the table and drop into them before taking his own seat and crossing one long muscular leg over the other at the knee. <laughs> oh my my, juiced. Oh, look at those gams glistening. If Shovel Son's not in here, Hose Daddy's probably not taking this gig. Maybe that muscle leg belongs to Crankin' Cousin. Who the hell's Crankin' Cousin? <laughs> he cranks the water valve open. Oh my god, this is a new offshoot of Hose Daddy and Shovel Son, an unseen prior cousin he's behind the scenes mostly cranking cousin he is the bookkeeper for the most part he definitely he stays at the office but when he somebody's got a crank the cousin comes out to play somebody's got to crank it that's what it says on the side of his truck somebody's got to crank it he drives a subaru so it says somebody's got to crank it and then really small letters it says and well it might as well be me He fixed his... And then in a little smaller letters beneath that, it says, ain't that right? <laughs> and even smaller under that, it says, hey, bub, we're all cousins here. And then on the license plate, cousins for life. He fixed his dark green gaze on Arno and gave him cop spent, There's not a lot of cranking going on. It's actually mostly, uh, it's a lot of painting the truck. A lot of uh, revisions. That's honestly why he doesn't get out too much. Well, his turnaround time is good. He cranks it out. In six to eight weeks, your crank can get cranked by my cousin, cranking cousin. Which I could tell bothered Arno because it was so unreadable. I thought a smile. Well, what do you want to know? I asked Arno, glancing at my phone for the time just to annoy him. We were just heading to Sonny's for lunch. Shoney's? Sonny's. <laughs> oh, thank God. Shoney's is a rat's nest. He held my gaze. His eyes narrowed as he slowly pulled a small notebook across the table and grabbed a badly chewed pen, attempting to jot something down in the notebook. The pen didn't work, so he pulled another one out of his pocket. <laughs> well, that one didn't work either. Oh, boy. Is he an amateur magician? Starts pulling uh, handkerchiefs out of his sleeve. The Hollows Magician Cop. That sounds about right. It's about six people in this town. Got to fill the roles. I'm the cop. I'm the therapist. And I'm the entertainment magician. <laughs> the entertainment magician. I'm not the, the serious magician. I don't no, <laughs> no. That's for Dr. Jacobs. <laughs> if you want a real miracle, you go to him. Hell, he'll sew hot dogs on your hand if you want. (laughs) He's a miracle worker. Finally, after Arno had managed to waste a full minute testing out some of the saddest looking pens I'd ever seen, Al reached inside his jacket and extracted an expensive metal one, placing it very precisely in front of Arno. Now this one's a gun. Take a good look. (laughs) It's the last thing you'll ever see. Hal had donned the leather jacket before we came into the police station. Though I wondered why, I figured he had some kind of guy reason, and I, and I didn't ask. <laughs> guy reason? <laughs> I just blew out my sweatpants, babe. <laughs> babe, I blew out, blew out the back of my shorts. All right. That's my guy reason. So, no, hey, nobody's ascribing this to you, Ganesh. We're done talking about your sweatpants. This is another man's unfortunate <laughs> this is just, ant blowout. Yeah, it's just generic guy reasons. Just yeah. guy shit we're talking about here. Literally, guys shitting. Their sweats. And their sweats, dude. Sky stuff. Okay. Sky stuff. Arno stared at the pen for a beat, his jaw working, and then grasped it, giving Hal a tight smile. Thanks. Hal nodded and leaned back in his chair. It creaked ominously under his weight, but he seemed unconcerned. He fixed his full attention on Arno. But Arno was looking at me. I'm not concerned. I've broken stronger chairs. <laughs> Just by sitting on them. You get my ass wagging? I started breaking. You don't know what's bound to break. We figured out who the victim was, he said. I leaned forward, clasping my hands on the table. 
Really? Who was it? He surely wasn't one of your parents' clients. How did you ID him? Hal asked, looking genuinely curious. Well, Rashton found a small piece of skin with some ink on it. A very distinctive tattoo that we were able to use to identify a homeless guy with a rap sheet who was mugged in Indianapolis several weeks ago. His tattoo fell off. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) This idiot left his tattoo at the crime scene. Piece of skin with ink on it. Yeah, you (laughs) you know how you just stumble across some loose skin and know immediately what it is. Is that skin? That's a whole tattoo. <laughs> That's how I've seen that tattoo on Danny. And suspiciously, I haven't seen it on him recently. He must have lost that sucker. Speak of the devil, he's got a big bloody patch on his arm. I was wondering where that tattoo went. When Hal frowned, I clarified. Rashton Blessed owns the local funeral home. He's also the coroner. Hal nodded. <laughs> he's also the local juggler and unicyclist. <laughs> We are a small town, but we do entertain. We all play a role in the annual festival. <laughs> and the blood in Devin Little's cabin is a match for our victim. Arno cocked his gun and head. shot it. <laughs> Whoa, Case Arno. Closed. Arno cocked his golden head, peering intensely at me. Why do you think this man's murder is tied to your parents? I hesitated, not wanting to dredge their deaths back up again. Please do. I missed it. And then decided there might be a way to give Arno what he needed without getting into the more personal details. Well, Cox told us the murder was a message from me. Agent Cox of the FBI? What message? I ran a fingertip over a picture gouged into the table with the tip of a pen. It appeared to be a pair of lips with a tongue sticking out from between them. Ooh. Not bad, actually. Not a half bad set of lips. And especially on account of that tongue. Mm, It was long. (laughs) Somebody was wasting his talent being a criminal. Wait, does it really say that? Yeah. (laughs) He thinks the killer is searching for something that disappeared. Something that came through foolproof auctions just before my parents died. I looked up, narrowing my gaze on Arno. He thinks it's what got him killed. Your parents' death was an accident, Joey. I just shrugged. Okay, I'll bite. What item was it? A painting. A very valuable one. The Mona Lisa. (laughs) The Mona Lisa? They done painted the Mona Lisa. I had it right in my shed. Whoa. (laughs) What the heck would a valuable painting be doing at a farm auction? (laughs) The idea of two hicks going to the Louvre. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, where's the Mona Lisa? Excuse me, Monsoir. Which way to the Mona Lisa? Uh, Where's the shitter while you're at it? I'm going to check out the Mona Lisa and I'm going to hit the can. Then we can get out of here. You know, you knew my parents had a secondary business overseeing private negotiations and sometimes making deliveries of those items for the interested parties. Yes, I've heard something like that. Well, we believe that's what the painting was doing there. They were hired to serve as the intermediaries for the sale. Well, by who? I wish I knew. Those files were missing from the office. Did you check the filing cabinet? Oh, no. Hold on. Well, that is probably just a tale Cox made up. I don't think you understand, Arno. All the files were missing from the office at the auction. Surprise flickered briefly through his gaze before he mastered it and forced an unconcerned look onto his face. I'm sure Betty just boxed him up or something after your parents died. I shook my head, doubtful. She apparently boxed up the stuff in my mom's office and the boxes were still sitting there. Why would she have taken the files out of the office? What, do you know how the office manager died? Hal asked Arno. Choked to death on a bunch of files. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think those were my files? It's hard to say. I turned a surprised glance his way, but he wasn't looking at me. His gaze was locked onto Arno's and something passed between them. Let's stop there. All right. Oh, wow. That's a good old fun time. Way too many characters that I have no idea who's who, just talking at each other. Yeah, rough. But I feel like we're on the outskirts of a mystery here. We've written bits and pieces of it, but not the full story, which I suppose is uh, the whole podcast. We got one more page left, huh? I don't even know what I'm hoping for here. Somebody to just say, here's what happened in the book. A third character to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, someone just needs to come out and yell, you done it, and then tell us how they did it. Last week's book ended with literally a character just saying everything that happened in the book. Fingers crossed that happens again here in the last page of Humpty Bumpkin by uh, Sam Cheever.
Here we are. This is the last page of Humpty Bumpkin by Sam Cheever. Can you just read the, uh, the page, please? He was right again, but there had to be more to it. Something we weren't understanding. Well, he must have had a good reason to leave. Hal seemed to be biting his tongue. I could tell there was more he wanted to say, but he apparently realized it wouldn't change anything and would only hurt me more. So he kept his mouth closed and pulled me under his arm, kissing me on the temple as we settled back on the couch. Several quiet, healing moments passed and I began to relax, enjoying his warmth and the constant support of the man providing it. Even his anger was healing. Oh, weird. He was angry for me rather than at me, and I understood that. Hell yeah, I like a man who fights. Get out there and scrap for me. It was a wonderful thing to have someone care that much again. I just have one more burning question. He said a moment later. What happened in this book? What's gone on for the last few hundred pages? I just hit my head and I forgot everything that happened until now. Can you tell me? How did Devin make the grass move like that? I grinned, relaxing. Remote control cars. They were in my dad's office. Ah, ingenious. Yeah, I agreed, sighing happily as he pulled me closer. Only a couple things threatened to ruin the moment. I miss my dog, I said a moment later. The dog died? Good thing we didn't see that. I would have been sobbing. I would have been slapping little miss. I would have been cheering and hooting and hollering. It's yeah, against the it's extreme. Sicko? Would have been. Sicko? I'm afraid. Feel sick. Sicko? What would you be doing, Ganesh? Reading stoically. He's a he's a full pro. <laughs> That's right. I just uh, powered right on through. I know. He rubbed my arm. I waited another beat. You're going to leave now, aren't you? Go back to Indy. He didn't respond at first. His big, warm hand kept rubbing my arm. As we sat there in companionable silence. Man, those are, are those jumbo franks? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed some of your fingers are warm like fingers and others are cold and wet like hot dogs. <laughs> Have you been down to the doctors lately? I wasn't at the doctors. I was at the magicians. Finally, he gave me a squeeze. I've got some vacation time coming. How about if I stick around Deer Hollow for a while and you can show me all the best tourist traps in the area? How much vacation time? How about I stick around for another four days and then I'll head back, <laughs> get back to work. I smiled, leaning my head against his chest. I'd like that. His heart beat slow and strong under my ear. And so would I, he said. I'd like it a lot, actually. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Sexy. I, I lifted my gaze and looked up into his <laughs> Too handsome face. Uh, me, handsome? me too. Our eyes caught and held. Then he slowly lowered his head and touched his lips to mine. And, and he just, poked his tongue out and put him between my lips and licked my teeth. And just like that, all the bad stuff of the last few days drifted away, at least for a little while. <laughs> Is that the end? The end. You proud of yourself? I feel okay with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What happened right there? That was the end. They fell uh, in love. Or okay, they love each other now. He's going to take a little bit of PTO and hang out. <laughs> cool. That's mm. sick. Yeah. All righty. Well, that book was um, unclear to me because we only read five pages of it. A little, uh, little crime. We made the best of it. What'd you say? It's a little crime. A little crime, yeah. But we don't know why. Ain't nothing better than a little bit of crime. Except uh, something worse than that is crime that we don't solve and don't know anything about. So, hmm. uh, All right, who would we cast in this movie? Can somebody summon the name of these characters for me out of thin air? Uh, you had main character. Joey, right? Is that Lisa? Lisa? No, no I think uh, Lisa is her, Lise, uh, is her friend. Her name is Joey. Joey. Oh, okay, Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> How you doing? Am I right? Come on. No, but really, who plays Joey? It's uh, Katie Holmes. Um, Katie doesn't, Holmes? Doesn't she play Joey in Dawson's Creek? Yeah, I can get with that. Am I wrong? I have no, only seen like four episodes. I don't know anything about Dawson's Creek. I've never seen one episode in my life. I know there's Dawson. There's uh, Joey. There's like James pa- Vanderbeek. Pouncy or something weird. You got James Vanderbeek. You got uh, Michelle uh, Williams. You got uh, uh, Josh Jackson. Is he in it? Joshua yeah, Jackson. He plays Pasty. Pasty, that's right. Sickly little boy, always in a wheelchair. Sad. Okay, so what else? Who else? What's another character in this? Arno. Book? Arno. He's a big bottle of wine. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, a big oh. bottle of wine. Plays him. This is your first non-human being casting, and I think I like it. Like, what yeah. kind of? Are we talking like a Pinot? A cab. 
A cab salve? What year? You know, not something too stuffy, but something easy to get into, maybe a 2009. A 2009 cab salve with a hat on, a cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I like it. What are we thinking for uh, the dog? How about my dead dog, Cappy? (laughs) Yes. The role she was born to play. What else? Hey, she lived a long life, all right? Too long, probably. Imagine if you lived to be like a hundred years old. You'd be like, put me down. Oh my. Except that's illegal. Oh my. All right. Who else? Anybody? Oh, we got, uh, who is Lisa then? That's a Lisa and Hal. Lisa and Hal. Lisa, I'm thinking, um, Juliana Margulies. All right. That's good. Dependable. Steady. Steady the ship. Uh, and then we have Hal, you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Hal is played by Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. That's an all-star cast right there. It is. If you saw that on a poster, you... You, you think just, we can get Rosie? I think. You think we can get her? I think we can get the rights to Rosie. It's a it's a soft reboot of Rosie. Who's directing this? Uh, Come on. Oh, geez. Directing this is... Uh, who directed um the Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers? No one knows. That. That's... It just that, happened. That director. That director is directing this. It's got a similar vibe to me. Okay, that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. What'd you think? One to five stars. What do you give it, guys? Five stars, baby. All right. Well, that's it. Can't beat free. Five stars. Can't can't beat. That's true. As a general rule, when I'm rating something, I only give out ones and five stars. I don't give out anything in between. What's your ratio? I do a lot of fives. I do a lot of five stars. You're a giver. You're a generous guy. I'm a generous guy when it comes to the stars, my man. But when you're wronged, you whip out that one star like a like a knife. With great power comes great responsibility. Plunge it into the heart of an honest business. Sad stuff. Do you guys rate uh, stuff? No. I don't rate stuff. Shane doesn't rate anything. Ratings mean nothing to him. I see prompts for, like, rate this stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. You are uh, neutral evil. Why? Because you got to rate stuff. If somebody did a good job, say they did a good job. Then oh. other people can say, oh, I like that. I get five stars. Oh, well, that's rating something in it. Revisionist oh, I history. I mean, like reading or writing a review. I don't do that. Oh, right. No, no, no. I never write. I don't. I'm not a yelper. I'm not a person who writes a fucking six paragraph essay about like the accoutrement at fucking Shoney's. Oh, then yeah, I put, just put five stars for everything, even if it sucks. I just put five stars because it's people. Yeah. I mean, I don't put five stars for stuff that sucks. I just don't do any stars. I just don't rate it. I just don't care. Five. Everyone's doing a good job. Everyone's alive. great. You know what? Use that attitude right now and go give our podcast five stars on whatever app you use. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork and thanks to Morris for our music. You can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash AMZM Book Club. We release two extra episodes a month, usually when there's not a global pandemic going on. So when that's over, check it out unless one of us is keeled over by then. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show, and surely we will be uh, really nice about it. Uh, That's it. That's the end of the show. Goodbye. Thanks again to Laisa. Yeah, thank you, Laisa. This is a good book. as a wonderful recommendation, and please give us a call and leave more recommendations. Everybody, be safe. Have a great uh, life.